I really liked Alf, right? I really fucking enjoyed Alf. Uh, who didn't like Alf, right? Exa- <laughs> Every fucker <laughs> who worked on it when it's only. Okay, good point. Good point. All right, yeah. Um, I mean, the co- right, the concept, the dynamic, the fucking brand of humor. Uh, the fact that it, you know the 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 alien himself, Alf himself, it it was it was like it was written for me as a kid. It's like it was fucking handcrafted and given to me on telly to watch. And I fucking remind me like it. I don't. I know I watched a lot of it. Mm. Like I am certain I watched a lot of Alf. Okay. I remember very little about it except that he was like kind of sarcastic and was into eating cats. He was very like, sarcastic. That's pretty much. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm... What was the premise of this show? <laughs> I'm just gonna whiz you through Alf lore, right? <laughs> oh, okay, great. Alf so, lore. Awesome. Uh, Alf, uh, real name Gordon Shumway. Alf was a <laughs> uh, a survivor of the uh, explosion of his home planet Melmac in a very similar kind of Kal El sort of way. He escaped okay. from his planet, which blew up after an accident and crash landed into the garage, sorry, garage of the Tanner family, right? Um, <laughs> Willie Tanner, his wife, okay. Lynn, their daughter, Kate and young Brian, right? They were the Tanner family. Uh, All right. Cats are a delicacy on his home world. So he's always chasing after the family cat, which was called Lucky. Um, he likes to drink beers. He's sarcastic. He's lazy. He's furry. He's a and uh, and and the scene is set for hijinks. Um, <laughs> they are yeah. hijinks ensue. And, and if you've never seen Alf, if for some reason I don't know, maybe you're very young. Maybe your parents didn't let you watch TV. Maybe mm. you went to Christian school. I mean, Google him. He's a very adorable. Oh, he's beautiful. Puppet. Beautiful. He's, yeah. Um. Uh, ginger furry kind of is it an anteater is it a little sasquatch is it he's got like a he's got a long proboscis he does have a long proboscis and, uh, and he's very yeah. expressive um but here's the thing right he is the thing despite the fact that alf it's a very warm-hearted sitcom right it's a very warm-hearted mm-hmm. sitcom in spite of you know alf's kind of uh, acerbic humor sometimes, sure. and Willie the dad, his kind of exasperation. Oh, I've got an alien living in my house. All that. Um, <laughs> the age-old dilemma. Fucking hell! By all accounts, it was an absolute fucking nightmare of a show behind the scenes, right? The the how on earth could something so delightful <laughs> be so painful behind the scenes? Um, there, there was such a lot of trauma behind the scenes. Um, a lot of which came from the, the the fact that your main star of this sitcom is a puppet, right? Right. And Which, from what I understand, no one was allowed to acknowledge. Oh, Jesus. No one was allowed to acknowledge that yeah. this was a puppet. The, the, the creator of the show, a guy called Paul Fusco, right? Uh, a, uh, a ventriloquist, magician, um, illusionist by trade, right? Before getting into show business. And he was incredibly precious... Uh, about the identity of the fucking star of the show, Alf. The cast were instructed not to refer to it as a puppet, but to call it Alf, to talk to it as Alf. Um, You know, when asked about it, Paul Fusco would say, yeah, it's an alien. He would never fucking break character and and refer to Alf as a fucking puppet. And the lead, uh, the, the father of the family, right, a guy called Max Wright, a classically trained 
theatre kind of star, you, you're huge in theatre, became deeply upset and deeply conflicted at the fact that his, you know, from from doing quote-unquote real acting work <laughs> on the stage, he's now spending four years of his life as second fiddle to this fucking puppet that he wasn't even allowed to refer to as an inanimate object. Right. Um, by all accounts... <laughs> to have to treat it like yes. you're tormenting puppet yep. it's like your coast your bad co-star mm-hmm. that has no personal agency and you're just not allowed to like yep. deal with that yep yep <laughs> um the, the actual physical set uh was by all accounts a death trap right it, it was mm-hmm. built some four or five feet up on stilts on the ground because uh as you would have seen you know from behind the scenes on the muppets and whatever puppeteering has to be done yep. under the set so right. there were ac- accidents on set um, it was a painstakingly slow show to film. Like a half an hour, a 20-minute episode would take something like 20 to 25 hours to film. Uh, hot fucking lights. Uh, dangerous. You know, yeah, numerous... with big holes in the set for people to fall into. Yeah, which they did with, you know, with with unnerving regularity. Uh, the crew would, <laughs> would name certain trenches after the cast member who fell into it last. You know? <laughs> a dubious honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And uh, personal issues with some of the cast, uh, the, the, the daughter, Kate, what was that? What was the daughter? Kate? Well, I can't remember. But was, was growing up in the limelight, uh, developed bulimia and body dysmorphia issues. And, yeah. and, and uh, the, 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 the child, Brian, uh, talks about frequently getting shouted at by Max Wright, who would kind of lose his cool with having to fucking act opposite a puppet. Um, it was horrible. It was kind of like... You know, I feel for him in one sense, uh, and yet he sounds like kind of a nightmare person as yes. it is. Yes, you know, like well, it feels as though there were two two nightmare people on that set. You've got the creator, yeah. the author, the, right. the guy behind Alf, and then you've got Max Wright, who who who, while feeling got the, himself the, above it. Yes, feels the work is beneath him, yet is being paid very well. Alf was a fucking colossal success, hundreds of millions yeah. in merchandising. Um, yeah. But uh, at uh, you know, like I said, under, under underneath the set and behind the camera, things were fucked up, and it take it took a horrible toll on Max Wright's life. He, I mean, the guy. Do you remember him in Friends? He was in the first season of Friends. He was. Mm, he was. No, I mean, I'm sure if I like watched it, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. But it's, it's him been off a minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, he developed a fondness for crack. Um, oh, uh, he, he developed an, uh, you know, an affectation for crack cocaine. Um, was yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, and he was like, he was an older fella too. Like, you don't find a lot of like, yes, old rich white dudes who are mm-hmm. like crack. That's gonna be. That's the one for me. That's it. That's um, the one. Yeah. That's a really good point. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's that's very bizarre of something for, for for a classically trained actor to to get into. I would love to know how that spiral happened. Well, uh, one of his kind of ex partners. I mean, Max Wright died in two thousand and nineteen. Um, okay, fairly really, recently. Yeah, very recently, but a tragic tragic set of circumstances. I mean, he beat lymphoma. He was cancer free for the last few years of his life. Um, but an ex partner of his. Uh, is, is quoted online as saying that Max Wright blamed Alf, you know, blamed the fucking show for ruining uh, his career. Um, 
there's a, a anecdote about the last day of filming on Alf. I mean, the the network pulled the plug on it, and it and it didn't get a proper kind of last episode. In fact, right. on the last episode, <laughs> uh, the army show up and take Alf into custody. So for all we fucking know, he's been dissected on some fucking table somewhere at the end of the last episode. I totally episode. remember that. But didn't they, I feel like I read somewhere that they actually did film a movie of yeah. it. But it only, I guess it only aired in the UK, which means you should have seen it. But uh, mm. we wouldn't have over they, here. They, and it there was a, resolved that storyline. There was a TV movie, which they, uh, I, I, yeah. you get the impression they wanted to kind of be a pilot for a new season maybe but on the last day of shooting the final day of shooting Alf Max Wright uh, finishes his last take goes to his dressing room grabs his bags leaves without saying goodbye to any fucker just walks the fuck off um, <laughs> just leaves it behind uh, you know it doesn't sound like anyone was going to miss him that much no to be fair no <laughs> Like Straight. Doesn't, doesn't sound warm and fuzzy on that set. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Max, just, oh, I need to get to hug him." Just on his way to the car, he's like, "I gotta get me some crack, fucking hell." Yeah, right. He's just <laughs> straight to the nearest alley, and it's just like, "Someone, please." Mm. But it, take it me got to the crack. It got darker and darker for the poor guy. I mean, National Enquirer took photos of him. Uh, by all accounts, he and his partners would uh, pay uh, homeless people and vagrants for sex and, and, and kind of crack binges over periods. Yikes! Days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's that's what happened, man. That, that's the, uh, a little potted history of Alf, my love of Alf, and how it fucked up the lives of everybody who came to touch with it. Not necessarily. Not, not so that... much. Go on. <laughs> it's like it's the the eighties in a nutshell. It's like I was yeah, watching yeah. that um, that documentary um class action park oh did terrific. i tell you about that one i've seen the yeah. first half of that i've got half of it to go so the second half is where shit gets real <laughs> uh because the first half of it is very much this nostalgic look at 80s and like oh remember how like free we were and that there were no rules yeah, and all yeah, this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. and like these bananas rides you could go on because like there were no regulations or the guy would just skirt them and like he's like yeah try suing me I love that I'll felt apocryphal it. though. Is that is it accurate? Was the park actually that fucking lethal? Oh yeah. So then the second half of the documentary that you haven't watched yet is where people start dying. Oh okay. Um, okay. And it gets very very sad. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's this part. The very last line of this is Chris Gethard, the comedian, uh, sitting there, and he's he's been this whole time kind of talking about how fun yeah, Class yeah, Action yeah, yeah, Park yeah. was, yeah. and you know, not Class Action Park. Action, Action Park, Park yeah. was. <laughs> Action Park was, uh, and, you know, like, he, even if there's a part where he's like, yeah, you know, fuck you if you don't like Action Park. But then at the end of it, he is, like, sort of synthesizing what it was like to grow up in the 1980s. And he's talking about how, you know, everyone talks about it so nostalgically and how, like, great it was to be carefree and everything. But when they go to their therapists, mm. you know, they're, it's all this trauma that mm. they, they have built up from it. And he says... Um, Something along the lines of, like, we are so grateful to have grown up the way we did, and we're so fucking angry we had to grow up like that. Mm. And I feel like that describes so much of that, like, that's the 80s right there. There's so many, like, nice, cool, fun things to remember about it and everything, yeah. and, like, yeah, this stuff was great. And then you, like, peel just, like, a tiny layer back, and you're like, everything's bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all, it's so bad. It's mm -hmm. so bad. Everyone's so traumatized from this period. Even the cast of freaking Alf. Even the cast of Alf. Um, and, I mean, uh, one thing that they all, and I mean this, all of them are quoted as saying something along this theme, uh, 
I'm delighted that Alf gave so much joy to so many. Uh, yeah, but you know, it was a fucking horrible time of life. Had a fantastic theme tune though. Had a fantastic theme tune. Uh, no vocals. They don't say the name of the tune in the tune. It's a lovely piano-led do do do. Do, 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 do. That's the refrain, which told you that it was time for fun with Alf. Welcome to Jack of All Graves. Welcome. Everybody. Uh, hope you're having a, a great week or you're starting a great week. We mm. are edging towards the real holiday season now, Mark. Edging towards? What the fuck is going on? I'm seeing people acting like it's like December the 20th or something. I was it, scrolling yeah, it the socials earlier. People are ready for the big man, ready for Santa. Da, da, da. Like, for fuck's sake, it's November the 29th, behave. Okay, well, listen, you put your tree up, you have already leaned in, yeah, I feel I like you're, you can't, you can't really talk yet. Uh, no, I know, that was, <laughs> that was performative, it's been a tough year, do whatever the fuck you need. Yeah, do whatever you want, but it does feel like, you know, I, I've been, I keep on trying to put on Christmas movies, and my mom keeps being like, I don't want to watch that yet, it's not time yet, and I'm like, what are you talking about, it's Christmas, mm. I'm like, no, it's not, but once December 1st rolls around... Open I start listening to Mariah Carey 37 times a day and watching my my movies and oh I am I am so in the zone. There there are a little bit of a diversion here, a bit of a digression here, but there are sure. there are zones the closer you get to the 25th where it is and isn't appropriate to play certain movies. There are some very Christmassy movies totally that you have true. to wait until you're kind of approaching the event horizon, you know. Um and I then there's some likely Christmas movies, maybe your Christmas horrors and your Christmas action. Mm-hmm. That's that you true. Can, that yeah. you can put start of December, uh, single figures of December, but then you get closer in. What do you kick off with in December? Uh, Gremlins is often... Oh, yes, of course. Uh, is is a perennial. Um, mm-hmm. Die Hard, obviously. Uh, sure. Uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, yes. Love it. But then as you get closer in, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and then, you know, your more traditional Christmas movies. But... That week, Christmas week, and only on Christmas week, that's when you can deploy religious to be playing Arthur Christmas or Elf any earlier than, say, the 23rd. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, Elf came out at Thanksgiving. Ah, okay. And I went and saw it in theaters when I had, like, a 103-degree fever in Massachusetts. <laughs> and uh, and so I associate it with Thanksgiving Thus, I feel like that's one that I, I can fudge and start okay. a little earlier. Okay. I don't usually start it that early, but I feel like I can I can do it a little bit earlier. John Favreau, I want to say. Possibly. That feels right. One more thing to thank him for. I fucking love I know. that guy. What a guy. What, what a, an what absolute a lad. lad. What? You did it. You said it. What a lad. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how much Ben and Jason and I say this to each other now. Absolute like boy. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's getting into that. 
that season, I'm mm. sure that, you know, there's probably some good Christmas horror that we will uh, approach. You know we'll talk we about Yulecore at some point. You know we'll be... Yulecore! Oh, you were ready with that. Thank you. I might have been. <laughs> I may have had that up my little sleeve. We are, we're not quite there yet. We did attempt to watch a little Thanksgiving mm. horror, uh, and we were thwarted. So mm. apologies to my friend Hugh, who really wanted us to watch the film Thanks Killing, uh, which is about a murderous turkey, um, and and seemed like quite a romp, just like a very intentional bad film. I did have it on in the background uh, while doing other things the other day, but I did not give it the attention it deserved because Mark was not able to get a hold of it in his area. No. Uh, I could, I mean, Facts Killing 2 and 3 were readily available, but I didn't want to dive in without seeing the original. No, you couldn't. You couldn't possibly. Lest I, mean... I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> that complex filmmaking. Yeah. 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 Is that, is that, yes. is that the premise then? It's a murderous turkey. Yeah, that is, that is what I gleaned, that there's some sort of uh, folklore of a murderous turkey um, and that he goes and, you know, it starts in like the pilgrim days uh, oh, nice. and yeah, uh, starts with some pilgrim boobies right out the gate. <laughs> Straight first shot you see is just nips. Uh, so you know exactly what kind of wild ride you're getting in for as soon as the movie opens. And then this pilgrim woman is murdered by a turkey who like talks is like a very foul mouthed turkey it's like yeah really... come on you didn't yeah, just say it's, it's foul mouthed <laughs> oh man <laughs> but um now see i i would be tempted to write that off sight and scene and go well that sounds shit a killer turkey what the fuck however i'm not gonna because a movie exists called rubber you seen rubber no, I haven't seen rubber. Rubber. The entire premise of rubber is a tire, literally a tire, a, a motor tire, a rubber tire that goes on a killing rampage, and it's fucking brilliant. So but hey. no, rubber taught me. Rubber learned, taught me a lesson. You know, what I mean, the most ridiculous premise can pay off big time if it's done well. I don't I'm know. not gonna tell you that Thanksgiving <laughs> is done well. <laughs> okay. But I think it knows what it is. Mm. You know, and, and that. That is something. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll actually... It's only an hour long, so I'll probably actually sit down and give it give it a good watch. But apologies for this being our post-Thanksgiving episode. I did hope that we would have a little Thanksgiving something, and it just didn't pan out. Is there any other notable Thanksgiving horror? I don't know. I don't feel like... I mean, there's just not a lot of movies made about Thanksgiving in general. You could argue Adam's Family Values. Most certainly. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not exactly horror. And also it takes place in the summer. They're just inexplicably doing a Thanksgiving play at camp. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that part at the end uh, where, you know, her nerdy uh, summer camp romance guy comes back to, you know, the estate and she scares him to death mm. haunted me. Mm. Still haunts me. To this day, so I uh, call it horror just based on that. Both of those films have no right being as good as they are. They're fucking great. Oh, they're so good. Just yeah. absolutely perfection. No film has ever been more perfectly cast than mm. the Adam Sandler film. Yes, I will it's agree. Good, because I'm right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. 
Uh, we also had, um, you know, last week we talked all about MomCore mm. uh, on the podcast, and we put out there to people who follow us on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, asking what uh, some of other people's favorite MomCore was. Uh, and, you know, people people showed up. Uh, one that uh, someone said actually just yesterday, I believe, was said veering into black comedy horror thriller, so maybe not 100% pure momcore. Eh. But uh, Prevenge uh, was a momcore film. Have you seen that one? I have not seen Prevenge, but I believe that was that was my buddy Rob J, wasn't it? Uh, yes, that mm. is correct. And no, I haven't that seen Prevenge. Absolutely. 100% is because she murders people. Mm. It's very violent. Uh, and there's like a psychosis thing because she's like imagining like she's being controlled by her unborn baby that's Ooh. like telling her to do this. Nice. So it is It is like more of kind of a dark, I don't know if comedic is the right way to put it, but it's like it's more of kind of a dark thrillery sort of thing uh-huh. with a light edge to it as well. How I old is it? Maybe is it straight horror? Maybe a year? Huh. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I'm going to count that under the momcore genre. Uh, of course, I had cut you out talking about this, but <laughs> Aliens uh, was absolutely on the list. <laughs> and I'm there talking to Sam. Yeah, we talked about that on the cast. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this, you asshole. What are you doing? Bringing this back up. Yep. But it got cut. And uh, I didn't know because, as we know, I don't, you don't listen, listen to the podcast. So but yeah, you had I, no idea. None at all. Um, but not 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 just aliens, as Sam rightly says. The entire alien universe is yes. dripping with momcore. Yeah, and if you if you look at our Twitter, he actually has some very good insights. Oh yeah, that he manages to fit in the two hundred and however many characters that you have on Twitter to talk about this. So yeah, absolutely. Um, that <laughs> was in there initially. Hereditary came up several times. Mm-hmm. Lots of people coming up with Hereditary. Hereditary feels like something that is going to come up no matter what question we ask. It's going to come up today. <laughs> it's going to come up today. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, it is really in people's brains and it is yeah. very relevant to a lot of things. So uh, that's, that an excellent, have... that's an excellent point, you know? Yeah. Um, where am I? Don't start me off. I mean, I'm always ready to talk about that movie. It. it All right, it, so give it a minute, and we'll okay. get to Hereditary. Okay. okay, we'll get there. Paul gave us two double momcore features: <laughs> Get My Gun and Besetment, which huh. both sound pretty interesting. Uh, Get My Gun. The premise: He says the main character is pregnant, and she is awesome. And she decides to give up her baby for adoption, but realizes the intended adoptive mom is weird and changes her mind. Uh, and the prospective adopted mom does not take it well. These both look terrific, actually. Yeah, I'm super down. Mm. So thank you for for mm. those wrecks, because I'm feeling that, Momcore. Um, we got multiple psychos. We got of course. Uh, The Fog, uh, which... I'm not entirely sure how that's momcore, but maybe you remember it better to be able to. Hmm. No, uh, no, I'm I'm reaching. I can't. I mean, I'm no, not gonna. We'll have to I'm revisit not... that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. You're wrong, but. Yeah, absolutely not. No, it's just I. I it's not fresh enough in my memory to be able yeah. to uh, say one way or another. Um. Also, multiple the Babadooks, of course. Yes, um, which of we course. did talk about mm-hmm. as well. So, 
yeah, multiple, lots of good momcore there. If you, if this genre sounds like something that you're interested in, uh, there's a bunch of suggestions and recs from people, and yep. you can go to our Twitter and check those out in the sort of thread in response to that. So mm -hmm. thanks for helping us out with all of that. And today, people helped us out with our topic as yeah. well. Uh, it's been nothing short of a pleasure watching uh, the favorite kills rolling in it's been yes. like a little walk down memory lane for all of its problems right and there are problems twitter is still you can you know i, I still get a sense of community from twitter that yeah, i don't absolutely. get on, on any of the other socials um, yeah i 100 percent agree with that and we have been seeing that in in chatting with people yeah. about i mean everyone loves to be asked about their favorite things, right? Get yes. a chance to yes. to talk about that with people and to jump in, which is also always my favorite thing when people jump in on other people's wrecks and whatnot. And they're like, oh, that was so good. And so this week, what we're talking about mm. is memorable kills. Oh, man. Favorite yeah, kills. Yeah, memorable kills in, in horror movies. Um, and I think there are many, many different ways mm -hmm. to go about looking at what makes a kill memorable, mm -hmm. why we like them, what it is about them that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, makes us revisit them or sticks in our minds. So we're kind of we're going to delve into what uh, our faves are. So why. A, a good kill. I don't know if if other people do this or if it's just me, but when a good a really, really good kill. I will just rewind. Wow. Rewind. Wow. And just watch it over and over again and, and just kind of <laughs> try and drink in the entire frame. You know what I mean? What what effect are they using? You know, what have they done? How is it performed? Uh, how do the other characters on the screen react to it? Um, I, I will probably wear the fuck out of my rewind button for a good kill. I, I'm the total opposite. Surprise, surprise. A good kill, I will be like, ah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> you know, like even if uh, like it, it provokes a response in me mm. that isn't necessarily like I need to understand how it was done or like see it over and over again. It just mm. like, oh, mm. oh, <laughs> that so, happened. So what are the hallmarks then? What 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 goes into a... What what makes a good kill? What what makes me hit that rewind button? What makes you go? Ah, what are what are the what are the the you know the component parts? As I was thinking about this, I was kind of breaking it down into various categories for mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, the way that you when we were talking about this the other day, you sort of phrased it as like memorable things that stick in your mind. Yeah. So I didn't want to just go with like you know what is like. What is the craziest kill I've ever yeah. seen, or things like that? Yeah. Although that was a category I put as bonkersist, <laughs> the bonkersist kills. Sometimes what is great is just something being that moment where you're like, "Who thought of this? Yes, like what, what mind? Yes, came up with yeah. this kind of thing? Maybe let, maybe we can talk about some bonkersist kills yeah. first. And, and when you when you that. think about what a long drawn out. Uh, you know, unreliable, difficult process getting a film onto a fucking screen is. Not right. only did someone think of it, they were so invested in the fucking idea that they yeah. got it funded and got it built and shot it, you know, fantastic. Yeah, went through all the hoops. Mm -hmm. You know, the censors at the end who were probably like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's going to be an X-rated film if you put it out. You know, there's a lot you have to go through to be able to create Mm -hmm. something like this and then adding the technical element of it one of my favorite bonkers kills mm. uh is from the movie demon knight 
I'm sure you've seen that, oh, right? What a great movie. <laughs> I love Demon Knight. It is, I mean, through and through, that is an absolutely bonkers movie, right? I wonder why you love Demon Knight, Corrigan. Do tell us. Um, what is it in particular so, about Demon Knight you enjoy, Corrigan? So Demon Knight is this movie <laughs> with um with um Billy Zane. Zane Core. <laughs> here, here she goes. Zane Core. Zane Core. <laughs> Zane Core. <laughs> yeah, it's uh so you he can is see what drew me to it mm. in the first place. You've also got like Jada is in it. Jada mm. Pinkett. When she was Jada Pinkett and William um, Sadler, who I've always got time for. William Sadler, yeah, like it's a it's a great cast when mm. you actually look at this, and for a hugely bizarre film. Mm. Uh, but there is a kill in this, and I am if you recall, do you know exactly where I'm going with this? Uh, I've seen it quite recently, and I think I know the one you mean. So uh, it's sort of the reveal that Billy Zane's character. Uh, is this very powerful uh, evil being yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in which he turns around, there's this sheriff and he uh, punches a hole That's the one. through the sheriff's head. And then in this very comical moment, his hand gets stuck inside of the head. So he's like, you know, there's all this stuff. Everyone's like freaking out. They're like, wait, what just happened? Everyone's mm. like, what are we going to do? So he's trying to get his hand out of this guy's head and he can't. And so finally he gets frustrated and he just rips the head off and he turns around and he hits William Sadler in the face with the head. Bravo. What? The crowd are on their feet. Bravo. <laughs> I just remember sitting there watching it and like just ugly laughing, you know, <laughs> when it happened. Just like first being like... <gasps> And mm. then, like, oh, <laughs> just absolutely giddy. What the hell did I just watch? Laughter. And then you're like, okay, what what do you got for me? And this movie? I, I suspect that is probably the highest compliment that you could pay the, that movie and that movie's creators. I think that's exactly what it was intended. A kind of a building, but oh, fuck, he's punched the guy in the head. Oh, shit, he can't get his hand out. Fuck, ah, now he's decapitated the guy. Kind of escalation. Yes. I remember at the time and even when watching it since being really impressed that again, like I said with Adam's family, Demon Knight is way better than it ought to be, man. A fucking Tales yeah. from the Crypt movie. It's actually, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's it's solid. It's a really, really good yeah. movie. What's a good bonkers one for you? It's hard to pick just one from Brain Dead slash Dead Alive, right? And, in, <laughs> yeah. and I've, I've ever told you about seeing that at the cinema. I've ever told you about the experience of seeing that movie on a big screen. Uh, I don't know. Remind me. I was very lucky, um, A, to have had a brother who, because way back in kind of early 90s, it wasn't like it is now. You know, there, you can't just walk into any town and go to a, a really fucking well-kitted out cinema. You'd have to drive to get to a decent cinema. Uh, sure. and, and my brother and I, we did. We, we jumped in the car and drove to, you know, an hour to get to a cinema wow. that, was, that was playing this fucking movie. <laughs> um, late night showing, uh, half empty. And the the best way I can describe it, right? Have you ever heard of a practice called suspension? Um, goths do it. It's, it's a meditative thing. Apparently you get hung up on hooks and you swing for a little bit, right? And it hurts mm -hmm. like a son of a bitch. But, but mm -hmm. people who've, who've done it claim that you go to like a transcendent kind of plane halfway mm -hmm. through because the pain and the, and the discomfort is so intense. Sure. I saw Brain Dead and achieved something very similar, right? 
because half, <laughs> halfway, about halfway, two thirds of the way through, it, it's so relentless and yeah. brilliantly done. Uh, I, you know, I will never forget the film ending and that's just kind of spilling out into the neon light and just blinking at, <laughs> at, at what had just taken place. You go, I, I can best describe it as like brain lock almost because mm. it's so good and so relentless. But, 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 yeah. but I digress. There's one kill uh, towards the end of the party scene. And I just love it so much because it comes out of nowhere. Uh, (laughs) um, One of the party guests is checking up on Paquita, our heroine, who gets punched through the back of the fucking head and the fist comes out of her fucking mouth, right? (laughs) And the guy, uh, her assailant, is then wearing her fucking head as a glove for a little bit. Um, And brain dead, right? It's... It uses a lot of kind of uh, that trick where something quickly passes in front of the screen so that it can cut to the fake head, right? Right, yeah. But I love that kill so much because it's a shock, because it comes out of nowhere. And despite how many times I cannot fucking see the cut, I can't tell where. Oh, I love that. Oh, man, I love it. (laughs) It goes from dialogue. She's talking, fucking, you know, there's dialogue. Bang, poof, fist through the fucking mouth. And I can't yeah. find the cut where they do it. I can't see where it, where it happens. And it, it gives me goosebumps. I fucking love it. That's amazing. Mm, it is. It is. I love it's, that. it's an amazing moment in an amazing film. But, yeah. you know, you, you can't pick just one kill from that fucking movie. It's, it's like a buffet. I wonder, well, I mean, you've obviously watched it a lot since then, but I'm just thinking, you know, that experience of going to see it the mm. way that you did at the time. Yeah. I wonder if it would feel so like can an experience like that feel so transcendent now when it is so easy to have access to hmm. you know this kind of like to uh what did you say a well kitted out theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 make you make an excellent point. Um when yeah. the home experience now is yeah, mirrors what you could get. Yeah, you know, I I've yeah got fucking surround and 4k in my living room you know right but i yeah i think i believe it can i i I do i believe it can there's still that communal experience yes absolutely you know oh which i am sorely Mm. sorely missing that's for sure which we used to do (laughs) yeah um but yes that that, that's that's one of that's one of my absolute all-time favorites um one of my genres of favorite kill right Uh is um the comeuppance kill. Seeing a motherfucker get mm. what they deserve, that kind of kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, What's a... Yeah, tell me about it. And it's one of the classics of the genre anyway, right? The uh, It's it's so good that it's got its own name now. It's a kill which has been ripped off in other films, but there's only one Captain Rhodes, right? The fucking Captain Rhodes kill at the end of Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I adore Day of the Dead anyway, right? It's my, easily yeah. my favourite of the Romero... Uh, films it's my favorite zombie movie full stop it's so hopeless and so bleak and there's no hope at all for any of those characters they're all fucked and that's why Rhodes man fucking hell every second (laughs) that guy is on screen he just shit baggery fucking radiates from him you know a horrible son of a bitch Uh, which makes that ah. That, the way that he goes out, man, torn to bits, 
cadavers walking away with different bits of him while he watches on <laughs> and screams. And you just think, ha, 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 you have that coming. Um, uh, it would have yeah, been a brilliant The, the one kill. bit of catharsis you get. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, even if it was just a kind of a throwaway one-shot kill, it would have been, you would have been, oh, wow, yeah. But because it was him to go out that way, it, it's a it's a feel-good it's right. a feel-good kill, I guess. <laughs> it's a kill we can all get behind. It's like you've been watching, you know, people you like get tormented and things yeah. like that. But this one moment, you're like, mm. okay, I'm um, on board. But I, again, in the same way as Brain Dead, every kill in that movie is a masterpiece. Day of the Dead is a right. fucking absolute banger. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is there are definitely like full movies mm. that you know, like every kill is good and even i mean this is not quite to the same extent as those particular ones that are so uh relentless mm. um and you know creative in them but ghost ship oh, i yeah. think every kill in ghost ship mm. is is great um and one that i think people anytime you kind of mention great kills in things like i've mentioned it to friends and you know read articles and things like that um the opening scene of Ghost Ship almost yeah. always comes up yeah. because the you know, there's kill. this moment, the wire, the all these people are on this ship um, and they're having a party, they're dancing, they're having a good time. And you kind of see this, this wire mm. tensing up and then this sort of trigger release of this wire. Uh, and there's this moment where everyone is kind of still. Right, and you're like not entirely sure what happened, mm. and then of course the bodies start sliding so off, good. you know, so splitting good. in half, right? Yeah. And the last one that you see is, is this little girl, Emily Browning, you know, and she is clutching the the captain of the ship who she's dancing with, um, and she looks up at him, and he's kind of gotten it through the face, and you know <laughs> wow. he slides apart but she's the only one left because she was too short to be hit by the wire so the entire ship dies and just leaves this one girl screaming amongst all these like severed Mm. bodies uh and it is just oh it is bravo brilliant you know and what a great great one and I've seen I've seen that one kind of ripped off subsequently. You know that it's a classic when, you know, mm. imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Cube <laughs> did something similar. I've seen Cube. Yes, Cube definitely did. Great Cube film. is a horrifying, horrifying film, yes. It is. Um <laughs> It's a scary ass movie. It is. Uh and an object lesson in just light the same set differently and just keep using it, Lance. No worries. Just yeah. use that one fucking room. Just change the fucking light. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> yep, I'm it does. just saying, God, man, that is, it's horrifying. But mm. throughout Ghost Ship, there's also, you know, there's one point where like a guy is being like lured by this sexy ghost uh, <laughs> and she, you know, leads him to an elevator shaft where he reaches for her and then just falls and impales himself. Um, there's one that I literally, I can't even, I close my eyes every time because it just gets me where like, there's this long string of like murder, right? Mm. Where you're getting this flashback scene and there's like people being gunned down and it's mm. like all this action and it's a big reveal about one of the characters, you know, that you find out that he's not who's been saying who he was. Mm-hmm. And this, this sexy woman, uh, you see her death where like a meat hook comes and swings by and just like grabs her under the chin Whoa. and like, you know, so she's hanging and like the, her face is like kind of ripped in half by this hook uh, that she's hanging from. And so you just get this lingering shot of her swinging back and forth on this hook. Oh, 
it's it's so horrifying nice but that whole movie nice. i mean i think you know it's it's flimsy in its ways but man it is an enjoyable mm. movie and it has inventive. great kills in it mm. inventive right yeah inventive you know kills. i think exactly um, so i ship. i mean i know when when we were kind of chatting about this episode we we said that we were going to try and kind of steer away from franchise kills you know what yeah. i mean Everyone, I mean, ev- some of them have to make it in. It's going to happen. Some of them have to make it in. <laughs> um, I'm delighted to have seen so much love for Jason X on Twitter yeah. today. Oh right? Fucking gosh. hell. Yeah, um, man. There's a, there's, there seems to be a point in in a lot of franchises, right, where we're about six episodes in, we're about seven movies in, and, the, you know, you've got to fucking mix it up somehow. Right. For Halloween, it was the it was H2O. Uh, right. for Elm Street, it was New Nightmare. And for Friday the 13th, it was Jason X. Fuck it. Let's go to space. Who gives <laughs> a space. shit? Why not? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of, David Cronenberg, of all people, is in the fucking film. He, you know what I mean? When he's in your cast... Yeah, you know, shit's weird. You know, you're, you're doing something right. You, you, your pitch worked yeah. if, if Cronenberg is signed on exactly. the dotted line. And it's uh, one of those, it, it's exactly the kind of, this is a, a movie I feel like horror fans are like, live for, you know, because it yes. knows exactly what it is. Yes. Um, and if you pitched this, if you said this to, you know, someone who doesn't watch this stuff, they would yep. be like, oh, this series clearly jumped the shark. And, you know, like, <laughs> they, like they're just Wrong. putting all this shit out there. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not. It yep. knows what it's doing. Yep. And we're here for it. Yep. Um. Uh, the the kill in question is the infamous mm. liquid nitrogen kill. Uh, Jason has been woken up in the far future from suspended animation from cryo sleep in space, and uh, he grabs his victim by the head, dips her head in liquid nitrogen, thus freezing her head, pulls her out, and smashes her to bits uh, on a surface. It is beautiful. Yeah. It is such a great kill. <laughs> it's got it. it it's is. it's ludicrous. And it, hilarious mm-hmm. and shocking, uh, and like you said, it's it's got this this beautiful self awareness running through it. Uh, yeah. I I can't praise it highly enough. I love Jason X. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it feels like sometimes there is a kill like that in a movie that again it tells you exactly what you're in for. Yes, it's that moment where you're like, I see what this is. Okay, mm. here's where my head's at. We're good here, and that yeah. is absolutely one of those. Yeah. Those kinds of kills. We're like, yep. Yeah, I see what this is. All right, Completely. I'm on board. Completely. In the same way as uh it's not it's look, not the first time that we've mentioned this kill on Joag, the Terrifier kill, right? The infamous yep. fucking terrifier Woo. bisection. That is absolutely the film playing its hand and going, Ta da <laughs> This is what you got. But and it, you know, it ta- it does take a while to get there though. The thing about mm. Terrifier is that it like slow burn feels like the wrong word for it, but it does it like loads you up on the dread for a long oh, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you get to the point where you see a woman sawed completely <laughs> in half from the business <laughs> end, man. The business end. Uh, you know, it's so it's also earned, which mm. is part of it. Yes, it tells you exactly what you're in for and what these kinds of kills are going to be like for the rest of this film. But it's mm. also well earned by the fact that you've just been waiting to find out what kind of kill, yeah, what kind agree. of movie this is. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> it could have been any kind of generic film 
to that point. Like it could have taken that turn, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got this scary sort of figure, you know, and you're like, okay, he's got these like kind of drunk sorority girl types, whatever. And then when you hit that point, you're like, whew. Yeah. Nope. This is yep. a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, if, 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 if you thought you knew what Terrify was all about before that moment, it kind of, it, it confirms <laughs> it and then adds. And then yeah. o- over over delivers, I guess, is what it does. Um, yeah, definitely. Because the flip side of our, um, you know, of, of the ridiculous kill, I guess, is the the super gritty, mm. the super mm-hmm. gnarly kind of kills, the super kind of oh fuck, that's. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a guy get murdered, but if I if I imagine it looks yeah, kind but of... that's probably exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you ever seen a film called Kill List? I don't think so. No. Terrific film. Um, okay. British from 2011 by a guy called Ben Wheatley, who did. I, think did I know do? that name. Yeah, he did. Um, 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 um High Rise. <clears throat> oh, okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, and it's a uh, kind of a crime thriller slash folk horror mystery, I guess. It's it's interesting. In, it, it is a very 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 interesting film about a couple of hitmen, um, mm-hmm. one of whom we saw in. Come to Daddy recently, Irish fella, Smiley, Michael Smiley, I want to say his name is. I know the name. However, to to my point, Kill List has just the most brutal uh, murder by hammer. Ooh. Um, where they, they go to a fucking town on this guy in a very uh, kitchen sink, no frills, no music, this, you know, they, <laughs> to the knees, to the hands, to the head, and just fuck this guy up with a ballpoint hammer. Um, oh, God. And you kind of think, oh, uh, I've uh, seen a guy get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those ones are, that's always tough for me when I'm like, oh, this legitimately mm. like looks like the thing it is. It's even like, um, someone mentioned this on Twitter as well, uh, Midsummer, when yes. the, the old people jump <laughs> off the cliff. And when they uh, hit the ground, you're like, yeah, that's that's probably what that would look like. Yeah. And yeah. it really, oh, um, man, oh, man. It, uh, it just. Ariaster is not shy at all about long, lingering shots of horrible, horrible things. The, yeah. You know, the faces of those two old people. Was it the, the guy after he's had his head staved in with a hammer? It's it's unflinching, you know. It yeah. forces you. It it almost challenges you to not look away. That's one hundred percent what because I mean that's what I felt myself doing is sitting there and going just keep looking. Mm, yeah, you know, just just watch it as mm-hmm. I was. Everything in me was going look away. Mm-hmm. You know? So it really is this. I mean, that's totally what. Yeah. What he's doing with these shots is getting you in this place of like yeah. of attraction repulsion or like a I don't know can Second, I handle this? Yeah, exactly that. Second mention of hereditary for the evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, there will be another, but mm-hmm. uh, just that that long shot of uh, of of that, that young girl's head covered in ants. I mean, Oof. he holds mm-hmm. that fucking shot for like fifteen twenty seconds, and yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Yes, it is. it is. I mean, it, don't you know? Fun to watch, absolutely not. But <laughs> right, I, I I love what the guy does. Yeah, another another that gets me is um, Lords of Chaos. Is that the name of that the Norwegian Rob Zombie? 
No, no. Lords of Lords of Chaos. What's it's the, the black metal. Is that the Norwegian black metal? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. What a okay, what yeah, a yeah. Film. There's a couple in that. Yeah. Uh, of course, the the stabbing um, that happens in that, but more from when Dead kills himself mm. in in that one, and you've had that that scene of him you know shooting himself and like the process leading up to it yeah. like that's another one that's sitting there i trying to force myself to sit and watch yeah. it and going like this is not real this is not real this is not real but god damn yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. all the violence um, in that movie looks so real lords of chaos i i award it the best stabbing i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> it was I, I, but again uh, that's what a stabbing would look like i think yeah like that's uh, I believe it. I buy it. I've never seen one happen, mm. but I think that's probably it. Mm. As is Dead's suicide. I'm like, yeah, that looks. I think that's probably what that would look like. Ugh. Yeah, well done, <laughs> lads. They went for it. Very good. Very good stuff. <laughs> you. Uh, it always causes me to think like when something. I mean, either they're just like us and they're imagining it and they're like, yeah, this is just what I think this would look like, or they did intense research where they watched and figured out exactly what this would look like um and you wonder what they what they took in in order to create something that looked that real that is a really good point how do you get that kind of authenticity Mm -hmm. yeah it feels like you had to you had to be willing to see some shit Mm. in order to be able to recreate what it would look like bring in a stab consultant <laughs> Perhaps that. I mean, that was. I once interviewed a guy who was a violence designer uh, for stage plays. Yeah. That's, Shut up. That was yep, his job. That was his job, violence designer. And so when plays have violence, uh, they call him in to <laughs> like, it. how do we make this look oh, wow. real to the audience? How do we make it feasible? Like, what do we do to have, like, if we want to cut off a limb on stage, how do we look like. We cut oh, off a limb on wow. stage. Yeah, he's that's seen his some job. shit. That guy. He's, he's seen, seen some shit. shit. Yeah, his name's Ned Moschel. Really great guy. Does a lot of work with the Geffen Playhouse in L.A. But he's mm. phenomenal Very violence nice. designer. Yeah. Good job, Ned. <laughs> um, yeah. What else do you? Oh, I've got. I've got here? plenty of other favorites, man. Plenty. I mean, this. This is. I'm... <laughs> this is very Another... much my happy place. This discussion. Yeah. This. This topic. So another. Um, way a category that i put it in or that i broke these up into was etched in brainest mm. as in things that uh stick with you mm. after you leave like you oh. go home and yep. you're still yeah you, like you you see it in your dreams or things like that do you have ones like that that just yeah it comes so, back to you in a quiet moment um so uh, you know i've got a big kind of horror boner for for head trauma you know this um very aware of this uh super isn't necessarily a horror movie right it isn't it but it 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 has so much horror in it those tonal shifts the fact that it's such an uncomfortable awkward film so difficult to to kind of get a handle on uh which is why when the kind of zany peppy over enthusiastic deranged sidekick takes a fucking shotgun shell to the head um, and James Gunn treats us to another long uh, CG enhanced static shot of her fucking blown apart head, hollow eye socket, smoke 
rising slowly from the back of it where where her skull should be. Right. Um, and it's and it's Ellen Page who you know who is such a likable performer, right. I find. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, that 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 stuck with me. You a took long that home with you. Time. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, also there's something to be said for something you don't expect. Mm. You know, and you're just it kind of hits you in a way. It's like it, it, in and of itself, it's kind of a, a you know an interesting kill or the lingering shot is different. But it's also when you're like, oh, yeah. Well, I didn't think that was going to. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> that tends to that tends to stick with me because, you know, I tend to watch things in a way that's like I'm more interested in the characters or, you know, plot is kind of secondary to me because I forget once I'm done watching something oh, what yeah. it was about. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's characters and feelings for me. So anything where, you know, it startles me what happens to someone. Um, someone pointed out on the Twitter, like one, I think that, you know, it's not a horror movie at all, but I think is worth pointing out is uncut gems that Mm. is one of the most shocking startling kills that i absolutely it like i kept that with me i kept that whole movie with me that i've never been so stressed out watching a film before (laughs) oh it's a terrific (laughs) film because all along someone's gonna fucking kill him someone's gonna kill this fucking guy (laughs) but the way the way that spoiler alert um there's going we should have done that at the beginning maybe (laughs) Um, yeah. If we mention just, the name of a movie that you haven't seen yet and you're worried about having it spoiled for you, just you know, give it thirty seconds and come back. <laughs> it almost ha- it almost happens in like an offhand way, doesn't it? Almost casually. Yeah. Casual. That's exactly what it is. Where it's just kind of like, oh, he's gone. Hmm. That's after a moment of triumph, and it. Uh, oh man, I think it's like it was so. Dismal. I want. I don't want to say I was rooting for him per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I don't. At the same time, in the way that you do when someone is framed as your protagonist, yes, you want them to get away or you want yeah. things to wrap up well. Mm-hmm. And that moment is so dismal. Mm. Yeah, it does. It I pulls just, the rug right out from under you because. And uh, yeah, I carried it with me. Yeah. Yeah, I was in exactly the same boat as you. I wanted this guy to get free of all of this to, to kind of disentangle himself from all of that. Right. Uh, yeah. But, and you've got like the departed is another one like that. Right. Where one of my favorite moments uh, <laughs> was, I was sitting on an airplane coming back from South Africa. Mm. Uh, and it was, I was sitting like on an end seat. Right. And I could see that the woman, a couple seats in front of me uh, was watching the departed. And so I kind of like, it was the ending of it. And I was like, I kind of want to see how she reacts to this. I (laughs) took out my own headphones, you know, it's like everyone else on the plane was sleeping. It was just me and this lady watching The Departed. And I just remember that first shot, right? And her going, oh shit. And then the next, her going, oh shit. And he's just sitting there like, oh, this is so much better than I, I even anticipated. But that moment where you're like, this is how this is how this goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gets ganked straight mm-hmm. out in elevator. Like, what mm. has just happened here? Uh, and it, it's that like really dismal, like just kind of like, okay, I just spent this entire movie yeah. investing yeah. in uh, this character, only to have him unceremoniously, casually end it. I've I've <laughs> like got this, a, right? a lot of time for that kind of that kind of decision because you know it's it's thoroughly intentional you know what i mean you're gonna get yeah. me to invest mm-hmm. 
you're going to get me to to kind of buy into a, a flawed. This is our like hero, you, said, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wrong, mm-hmm. bang. Yeah, exactly. It just oh, I, there's something about like that kind of one that really that just sticks with me, you know. Yes. <laughs> there's something about someone being ended unceremoniously that I find lingers with me later on more than like just a excessively violent kill or something like that. It's often about me being startled and then realizing how dark this was yeah. and and carrying that home with me afterwards. Yes. Yeah. All I mean, uh, you know, all we've done here is just it's a massive question and this 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 list is by no means exhaustive or complete in any fucking way you know absolutely not but yeah it's this has made me kind of think the choices that a movie makes the choices that a writer and a director makes particularly for something as fleeting often as an on-screen death which lasts maybe two Mm -hmm. three four seconds um you know a lot goes into to getting the reaction out of you that it gets yeah. And think about something that, you know, talk about relentless movies, um, like the Wolf Creek mm. movies and series mm. where it's just constant, you know, where you're in the space where it's like these constant, constant kills that almost in a sense, you'd almost expect to become white noise mm. after a while. But there has to be something behind a kill that makes it more than just like. Oh, and then like a head exploded or oh, and then someone got something cut off. Like there has to be something mm. that causes you to be able to connect with it in a way for it to, I don't yeah. know, to, to jar you in some way, to make you feel something, um, whether it's to excite you, to make you go, oh, that was crazy or make you feel sad, whatever the case may be. Mm. There is oh. an art to this. It isn't just like, you know, it isn't, it isn't easy. The, uh, the ones... The ones that have stuck with me the most, now I think about it, are are those which shock you, not just because you don't see them coming, but because they're presented in such an unflinching manner. They, they mm-hmm. you know, they kill a character unexpectedly, but they also do it in a really fucking nasty way. Um, right. Third and final mention for Hereditary tonight. And it, it, everyone or a lot of people will go to the decapitation on the, the telegraph pole. Of course. But it's yeah. it's it's Annie's sawing off her own head for me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's you you don't expect that. I mean, the, that right. entire 15 minutes uh, at the end of that film, nobody would see coming because it, it takes such a dramatic swerve. Right. But A, I've never seen anyone do that before on film. It's a brand True. new, a brand new image I've never seen before. It's performed superbly. She's got this fucking... She is not there in the eyes, man, as she's doing that. The sound effects are incredible. Um, And yeah, it it, it takes a character who is the, you know, the the matriarch, the mom at the core of the mom core of the film and shows you something more horrible than you could possibly have imagined (laughs) in in, in exacting detail. Just one yeah. of many reasons why uh, Hereditary is, is is right at the top of, of the canon for me. <laughs> one of these days, I'll give it another go and see if it see if it works for me. Don't you know, look. One of the one of the one of the principles I live by is that it would be a fucking boring world if everybody liked the same stuff. It's not the first time you've heard me say that. Uh, yeah. So I know it's true, but I and it's do, divisive. It is a divisive. I thing. like to like things that other people like. Yes, this I is one this. of my personality traits. I know this about I just want to, I just want to, <laughs> I want us to connect on this, you know? 
<laughs> like I don't like not connecting on Hereditary mm. with everybody. I gotta, I gotta figure this shit out. <laughs> a, a lot of people don't like. A lot of people are in your camp. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's not just I you. Know, I, I appreciate things about it, even though it's not the thing that that I particularly like. And hey, Midsummer worked for me. So here we go. Any any others? Any uh, no, a notable mention for me is um, Emil at the end of RoboCop, the fucking the unfortunate goon who crashes into the toxic waste. Fucking brilliant! <laughs> um, in a moment of Verhovenian excess, you know they, they, he didn't have to die that way, man. There was no fucking compelling reason to melt the guy, but they did. Sometimes you gotta. That's <laughs> Sometimes you gotta melt. Sometimes you gotta um... melt a guy. Yeah, we had, uh, of course, from from the Twitterverse, um, let's see, any that we didn't mention. Of course, uh, Dick Halloran in The Shining. That is obviously yes. a, a memorable mm. kill, uh, a sad kill. Uh, of course, we got Pet Cemetery. Everybody remembers that. Um, someone said the Pet Puppet Master Tunneler, especially, especially when he runs through a dude's head. Do you know, that's uh, one of my big blind spots uh, is Puppet Master. Ain't never seen any... Any of not a single one, not one. Fascinating. Mm. Well, maybe that's a that's a movie night to come then. Yes, I agree. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so Puppet Master uh, got a shout there. Um, a guy who straps into a blood pressure monitoring kiosk just as zombies start eating everyone in the OG yep. Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Um, that's good. Uh, Sean William Scott in Final Destination, his uh, train decapitation. Mm. Uh, scene um, Glenn in Nightmare on Elm Street of course uh, everybody mm-hmm. everybody remembers that yeah blood fountain beautiful <laughs> um, and um, let's see anything else I missed oh the the one uh, final one that I will say sticks with me that goes with our it, it goes against the avoid franchises but Tatum in Scream that okay. one is, was that the cat flap one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah, she yeah. gets pulled up in the garage door. Yeah, that was excellent. And her head gets crushed. That was excellent. That it has appeared in my nightmares for the past, like, 20 years. Remind me, do we see... Did they did they build a head? Did they did they crush a head? It's kind of... It almost is, it... is, like, Barbie head looking. But, yeah, you do mm-hmm. see, like, a crushing happen to the head and kind of, like, a eyeball popping... Oh, good. Okay. ...expression I didn't... on her face. I, I I hate cut to a reaction shot. Fucking, I hate that. When, <laughs> you know, you'll hear a kind of a swing chop and you'll just see somebody go, ah, nah, show no, me. No, you got to see it. Mm-hmm. You got to see it. Yeah. And uh, if you do, you will give nightmares to 11-year-old <laughs> Corey for <laughs> the yes. rest of her life. Uh, and that is probably my... You know, it's not the most gruesome. It's not the most bonkers. It's, you know. I remember uh, a, a, a definite feeling of kind of helplessness and, and slow mm-hmm. inevitability as the door rises. Exactly, and, just uh, rising and rising. Nice. And you're just like, come on. Mm-hmm. No. And, it, and every time I watch it, it's like I try to will it to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain times. It's the same with Randy and Scream 2. Like, I try to will it yep. to not happen. Yep. And then it does anyway in spite of me. And I'm like, no. Uh, you haven't seen Carlita's Way, so I'm not going to talk about it in particular, but I'm exactly <laughs> the same. Yet. Don't, don't I will spoil it. I did put it on my queue. And and I just, every time I want it to be different, you know? Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. I have a lot of movies like that. Mm. But anyways, that's a, I feel good about our kill list so far. Nice. I'm yes, sure we'll so expand I... on this as, yes. as the cast goes on. But uh, if you're and... looking for, 
uh, we could have I, I well I at least I, I could have talked for fucking hours about yeah, my favorite kills and more movies. on my list so. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll definitely revisit this I think you know come mm. back around to it but feel free to tell us more of your favorite kills on Twitter just because we've already aired it doesn't mean we don't want to see them mm-hmm. so tell us on Twitter tell us on Instagram we'll we'll talk about them chat with you can I end with one I hate one I don't like yes please go for it um Jurassic World right is it going to be the the nanny or whatever yeah yeah go ahead go ahead and explain it but yes it's she did not deserve that she did not deserve that death uh i mean her worst crime was being what inefficient and a little bit irritating right you know a little distracted yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and they fucking go in so hard on that poor girl she gets carried off by a flying dinosaur yeah um, bitten to shit by various other kind of critters and then munched by the giant crocodile dinosaur. Yep. Yeah. It's That left me with an icky feeling afterwards. Same. Like where I was just Same. like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why did that? And Jurassic Park is like, a, you know, either people deserve it in Jurassic Park or there's mm. like some sense yeah. of like, like a why like yeah. why this kind of thing happened they risked their life and it played yeah. out wrong or it feels you know, like whatever. the only gratuitous death yeah. Um, yeah there's not usually gratuitous deaths in, in the Jurassic Park franchise and that was very much kind of a like why mm, what she she didn't deserve that yeah like she was she was fine I don't <laughs> yeah agreed hate that death yeah. bad on you Jurassic World bad boo boo <laughs> uh <clears throat> Tell us your least favorite kills. We're we're down to hear those as well. Whatever you know, whatever you fancy. And if you have ideas for other things we should talk about, you're always uh, welcome to tell us what would be a great thing for this show. So hit us up uh, at Jack of All Graves on Twitter or Jack of All Graves Pod on Instagram, and we would love to love to chat with you. I've got another shit one. If 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 you'll indulge me, one that I fucking absolutely hate. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> He's not good. Keep going, Mark. Let's go. Let's keep going. You, you'll you'll edit me out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you will never know. Um, uh, we're back to we're back to Friday the Thirteenth, right? Jason takes Manhattan, or you know, Jason takes a small boat, as it should be called. Uh, some fucking idiot college kid tries to amateur box Jason <laughs> on a rooftop. Tries to give him the old one too, uh, and Jason uppercuts him. And Punches his head off and it's fucking rubbish. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. <sighs> Snip. <laughs> like this, that sigh was just like, oh, felt so good to get that. It, I, I did. I needed to get that. <sighs> oh, I'm so glad. Um, let's see if I can end this podcast or not. <laughs> yep. Go on, crack on. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get on. <laughs> uh so yeah contact us twitter instagram uh we are happy to hear all of your ideas and suggestions and comments and replies and everything rex tell us if there's something that we should watch um oh by the way you shouldn't watch the movie porno on shutter no this is an anti-rec for this week it is terrible it is Mm. So bad. Just an absolute waste of everyone's time. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, it's got a. It feels like a student film. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a good way. I've seen some great student films. Yeah. This is not. But one in of the them. way you think of a student yes. film, that's yes. how it feels like a student film. Yeah. Uh, and it's just yeah, it's it's billed as a horror comedy. It's not funny. Uh, the horror is pretty lacking, except that there is one very very graphic. Um, testicle surgery. Yeah, yeah. Makeshift <laughs> testicle like surgery. Every- there's a lot of dick trauma in that film. Just yeah, dicks. just constant, dicks just constant. Hit. So also, if that's a thing you're not into, mm. avoid. Um, if you're really into dick trauma, then then I unreservedly recommend porno on Shudder. Because <laughs> you're gonna get what you came fucking for. Way more. Uh, <sighs> dicks do not have a good at ninety minutes in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's our our anti rec for this week is porno. But if you have recs for us for this week, you go on ahead, give us a shout. Especially uh, if there's any like uh, Christmas horror that's not the obvious Ooh, ones. Yeah. Yes, um, we absolutely want to hear your Christmas core. Mm-hmm. Yule core, Yule core, Yule core. Yo, Yule core, Yule core. I forgot wow. we already Yule core. Beautiful. Your Yule core. Let us know. So until next time, stay spooky, friends. Bye.